0: Welcome to Unlocking Insights from Unlocking Ambition, Scotland's flagship business accelerator. At our 2022 graduation event, Zoe Cantunatu took to the stage to introduce Spotlights, founder conversations with members of the Unlocking Ambition community. Why do they do what they do? What are the key challenges they faced? And what's next? This episode, Lynn and Ian from Linnean, creators of the original Linnean Fireclip saving money time and lives with all our guests on unlocking insights please remember that all views expressed are their own and reflective of their own personal and professional experience so this is unlocking insights with lynn and ian from linium i'm really
1: excited that you both here um in kind of like I obviously will start to ask you your story and kind of happen. But for me, it's so amazing to hear the story because obviously it's a family business and I think that kind of like gives that variety of the businesses in the programme kind of like different to the stores that we have before. So um, I don't know who wants to start, but can you share the story?
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, so I'm Ian. I'm the uh, co-founder and CEO of Linion. Um, Linion was born out of um, creating a product to solve a problem. That's, that's where it came from. Our father... Wes invented the original Linnean fire clip um, when he was approached by a, an electrical contractor who had to install cable faster, that was the that was the remit, we've got all this cable to install kilometres and kilometres in a hospital and the cable clips have to be fire rated because of the type of circuit it is and we've got to put all these little screws and plugs in the wall and it's taking forever. So. Wes, being the clever guy that he was, went away and invented the original Linnean fire clip, which is just drill a hole, put it over the cable, squeeze the legs together, and push it in. Job done. So it's three times faster to install, fully fire rated. He named it after his two kids, Ian. That's where the name for the product and the name for the company came from. It's not vanity, right? we am not just like putting our name up in lights, right? Um, so, yeah... Um, Lynn and I went down different paths in life. I'll let Lynn tell her own story, but um, I, um, our parents owned an electrical, mechanical, uh, and refrigeration wholesaler in Glasgow for, for 30 years. Um, shout out to b Um And uh, we, um, Lynn worked in the business. I didn't. I'm an electrician to trade. I was an electrical engineer, um, an electrical design engineer. I actually designed the lighting above your head right now in this building downstairs and in the foyer as well as part of the refurbishment works right before I joined Lynn <laughs> So um, yeah, I became the technical sort of side of the business and uh, Lynn. Yep, so I picked up the mantle of being in
3: sales. So I was in that business for over eight years, the first family business, and then I left because I was far too ambitious. My mum told me, um, so I wanted to have 150 stores across the UK, and she said, No, we're quite happy with the one. Thank you very much. Um, so dabbled in the whisky industry as most people do, and what that did was gave me a great grounding in manufacturing and global, um, working as part of a global business. Um, shall I lead into where how this kind of came about then? So. I was, at the peak of my career, came back into the plant and tool hire industry. If anybody works in plant and tool hire, get out as quickly as you can. It's very difficult, very boring. Um, but yeah, I was at the peak of my career, doing really well, cruising along, great money, job for life. And I something happened to me that I was never expecting. So I fell pregnant. I was never expecting to have a baby. I was a career woman. I was never going to have children. I was never getting married. So I met, I met a boy. I fell in love and I had a baby. I really wasn't going to do it and this little baby came out and he was like six weeks old and i started to really reevaluate my life and also i made the huge mistake of thinking that I just sleep all the time so i started learning on my maternity leave and very quickly i said to ian eh, right so i just need like a few orders and i can work part-time don't need to do much of it he was like right i'll help you technically in the background don't worry about it and then we landed our first order, and it wasn't in the UK, it was in South Africa. So for anybody that follows um, Theo Paphitis of Dragons Den on Small Business Sunday, he really does retweet and he can make your dreams come true. We picked up a distributor in South Africa, and all of a sudden, I said to Ian in the December, so this was like in the March, I said to Ian in the December, you're gonna to have to leave your job, you're gonna to have to join this business. And I think Andrew was talking about it earlier, like your last paycheck, you've got no money coming in, and you're thinking, what are we doing? Um, but fast forward, we launched in South Africa, we then launched in the UK, and it's been a bit of a roller coaster journey for Linnean. Huge shout out to Catherine Sutton from IC, helped us with all our IP and got us into being like a proper business. Um, an Ambition, obviously, we've been part of that as well, very lucky to have done that. And... Our products are now being specified for people like Virgin Media, BT Open Reach. We've just won the contract, who are going to be the um, single product for use when fibre comes into your home. It'll be our little nanoclips that'll be coming into your houses. Um, so watch out for them, they're super cute. Um and yeah, I guess you can talk a bit more about like the other products you've developed on your 5G and stuff.
2: Yeah, um, I, I, I'm just quite conscious of the fact you're all probably wondering what it is we actually oh, yes. sell and, and, and why we do it. Um, the why is important, so um, this is not a problem that anybody I've ever met outside my industry is aware of. But when firefighters go into a building that's on fire to rescue you, they have a real risk of the cables above this ceiling coming down and entangling them when they're trying to get back out. Unfortunately, there's been tragedies all over the world, in the UK as well, whereby firefighters have gone into buildings and become entangled and collapsed electrical cabling and have been unable to escape. So they changed the electrical wiring regulations, a really fun document called BS 7671. I love it. i spend my life reading it. Um, that's, um, they changed that to state that basically and simply we should fix all our cables with metal fixings. Super technological, isn't it? Probably something we should all have been doing anyway, to be honest with you. But no more plastic clips above heads. The problem with that is it's very time-consuming to install cables with metal clips and inside metal enclosures and things like that. And our product does it in a third of the time. That's that's where we come in. Ours also looks neat. Anybody got an EV charger? Got an electric vehicle? Yep, yep. Some of you are brave enough to put your hands up? Yep, yeah. So you'll probably notice your charger unit in your house has a very industrial-looking cable running up to it that you wouldn't have normally had in your house before. What they do to attach that to your wall is put this horrible big bit of plastic with a screw and a washer, whereas we have these nice little sexy clips that just come down and and you don't see them. The cable floats invisibly against your wall. So we've got the fire rating, we've got the aesthetic aspect, and we've got the speed of install, and that's where where we've attacked the market from.
3: We'll just talk oh, if you don't realize, and we'll know, just talk. I
1: know, it, kind of like obviously, it makes my job easier, so I don't <laughs> mind that at all. And I've been sitting here just absorbing all the information you've been sharing. Um, obviously, you know, I, I think what you're doing is brilliant and, and kind of like very much needed. I love what you said, Ian. You know, there is a problem that no people, people don't know exists. But once you know it exists, it's like, oh my god, I'm so glad there is a solution, and there is a simple solution to that. What I'm very interested in is like, it is a family business. Family business comes with dynamics, comes with kind of like different things. Do you want to talk a bit about that? Like, how was that experience? Anything you can say? Because if you sit sitting very close to each other, so I'm not sure you move over there. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, we've been on a journey as a family, as people, as a business, all in the one go. So a family business can be the most rewarding place you'll ever work in. Because if you think about it, every single stakeholder in that business is doing it for each other. So... I know that Ian has dreams for his kids, that's what I get up every day to work for, not only just for my own kids. We do it for our parents, they were so good to us when we were younger, we work every day to give them a great retirement. Um, and also, you know, we do it for our partners and things as well. What comes with that can be a lot of stress that you maybe have when you're growing a business or a business that we have that grows quickly, doesn't it? <laughs> So basically, what I'm saying is, nine times out of ten, they just shut the door and let us go on with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we've we've kind of got better, haven't we?
2: As, as, as things have been gone, like everybody, the number one question I get is, how can you work with your sister? Like and I anybody that's got a sibling or anything is that's immediately the thought. There's no way I could work with my brother or sister. We got a lot of it out the way early. I would say. We were at each other's throats when we were kids, when we were teenagers, and then we just totally chilled out and started getting along with each other, and that was just in time to start the business together as well. Um, I think there's a mutual respect because I can't do what Lynn does with people, with customers, with relationships, with sales. She can't do what I do. I do with the technical, with the products, and that sort of thing as well. So we need each other, um, and so it kind of starts to become for me a question of how can you not work with your sister? Like how do you not have that trust? Like and, you know, her financial controller is my mum. Our lead operational guy is my dad, and, and our sales director is is my sister. Now, that's the highest level of trust. How, how many of you are able to trust your board with that level of trust? That's, that's my question.
1: Oh, I love that. And I think, um, I couldn't find of like where you went from Disney now, like, to kind of like, this is so true, because actually you really need to build a trust, and you really need to feel that you're all going through a common goal with that understanding, and that we want each other to succeed, and kind of like normally a family would give you that kind of like sense. Um, you are in over a hundred countries right now, as of this week, week, round of applause, which obviously is very exciting. How did that come about and what's coming next? What are your dreams?
2: So it all started with a little cable clip, um, and that little cable clip now is is a range of over 100 products to suit all different size, types and colours of cables. Um, We even innovated the way the cables are coated. We weren't able to colour them um, in, in mass production. Scottish Enterprise helped us procure some technology from another country, from another industry, which we then adapted um, and we now have this totally unique coating process as well, which can be in itself outsourced to the autom- automotive industry and things like that. Um, so we're just constantly about development um, and what it's almost, it's brought the company in a direction of almost innovation as a service. So people bring us problems and we solve them through products. They don't always bring us the problems, sometimes we create them um, but uh, or, or we, we recognise them um, from, from elsewhere. But... Yeah, the, the launch into 100 countries has come from us being um, a business who used to make clips exclusively for fire alarm systems, for smoke detectors, you see above your head there, yeah, um, to now being in the fibre rollout and integral to the fibre rollout. And that's why we're in 100 countries, as Lynn mentioned, our tiny little nano clips, um, right up to our big our big massive super clips, which I accidentally kicked on the floor earlier. Um, <laughs> yeah, there we go. Thank you, Sonia. Um, <laughs> Wonderful assistant there. Um, they're, they're being used to, you know, to um group cables together so um and so that it's safe and so that it looks good and things like that as well. And this product here um was invented by me off of my experience as an electrician. Um don't know if there's any time self sparks in here, probably not. Or anybody that's ever put an earth electrode into the ground but it's not very elegant. You got a big copper rod and you smash it with a hammer until it goes into the ground, right? Um I yeah, basically it's so yeah, it's so delicate. You, you hit it into the ground, and if you hit a stone, you take it out and you move it, and then you try and hit it into the ground again. That's how scientific this process actually is, um, and it's so that you can have a good earth connection with, with the ground. Um, I had to drive loads of these in for a street lighting installation when I was a seventeen-year-old apprentice, minus two horribly cold. I hit myself in the shin with a mash hammer. It was just terrible, Um, and it came back to me when I was trying to think of products for for Linnean, and I thought, what could we do to make that easier? So very simply, these rods are all threaded on the end. I created that. Jesus, I'm not doing very well here. That's it, give someone a row in the packing room. Is that why you're not doing the sales Um, then? It's just a tip, it's a carbide tip, like a drill bit, screws right onto the end of the earth rod and on the other end goes a standard drill attachment. turns the earth rod into one big drill bit. So basically that stays in the ground and instead of moving it every time they hit a rod, every time they hit a rock or a bit of hard ground, they can actually just drill straight through it. it takes the installation of an earth rod from two hours down to two minutes. Um and that's now been used in likes sort of the, the 5G rollout because all these five G towers have to have earth farms which is just multiple rods um and electric vehicle charging as well where they use quite a lot of rods and things like that as well. So we're again just trying to identify problems and solve them through products. So give us your problems. If they're electrical we'll solve them.
3: I think for me, like an answer to your question about how did we do it, it's events like this. It's by creating the network, it's by listening, it's been by talking to people we've found some of the strangest connections have been made by people who are absolutely not electricians and they said oh I think I know something that can help you with that so I think for me as like an entrepreneur and a business leader it's about listening more than talking and I know we do a good job of that as well but it really is because um, the 100 countries came up because as Ian said a few years ago we told these big companies this is what you should be doing and they said oh yeah, yeah we'll do it they asked us to rush a solution out it's about being confident in what you offer as well And Ian and I said, look, we're not going to take this project because we don't feel like we can deliver you the best solution. And, of course, went home and went, why did we just do that? That was a bit of a silly one. Um, And then five years later, they came back and they were like, look, listen, we've tried everyone else. Like, we're sorry. We want to work with you. And Ian and I were like, of course. Like, you know, we've been here. We've been waiting. We've got the product ready so we could get it to market really quickly so they can roll out even quicker. And then, as I said, we've just kind of stumbled into 100. And we're a bit like, great, well, let's just enjoy the journey and
0: see where it goes.
1: Amazing. Well, thank you so much, guys. I love it. Can we do a round of
0: applause for it? Thanks so much for listening to Unlocking Insights. Subscribe to the series and be sure never to miss an episode. Please share with your networks and on social media channels, tag us using hashtag Unlocking Insights podcast.